within empowerment sits so much power to be taken and to be given. This is Walking Your Talk, a personal development podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor, and I've spent my life working with leaders in organizations on how to change their culture. But this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks your talk at work and beyond, then this podcast is for you. Hello and welcome to the next episode in this Walking the Talk series on agility and on the mindsets and the behaviours that you'll need to adopt if you're going to really support agile methodologies. And and even if they're not happening in your organisation, just become more agile as a team, as an individual. And the more I study agility, the more, more I'm coming to really love it, you know, because agility means for me now you know, creating value faster and and also this increasing the probability of whatever you put your efforts on, whether it's building a product or a process or some sort of service, the likelihood increases that you're going to delight your customer, whether that's an internal person or an external customer, because you've been consulting them a long way. And that, of course, is how you unlock the value. So it all kind of neatly sits in a circle. So I said in the last episode that the research that we'd done had shown that there were four really key mindsets and sets of behaviours that you needed to make agility work. One is collaboration. One is experimentation. One is customer centricity. And the other is empowerment. And today I want to talk about empowerment as it in the context of of being agile and always when we're talking about empowerment we're talking about two two entities if you like the empower and the empowee the one who perhaps naturally has the power and gives it up and the one or the team who grab it and when we're talking agility it's usually a team or sometimes they call a squad or tribe, but I'll call them teams, I think, who by nature are self-managed. And there's some lots of things to consider when we think about what does it mean to be a self-managed team. For me, I think it's about defining the outcomes and the scope based on direction, that being set perhaps some guidelines, some guardrails that are established, but really it's the team itself that makes it happen. So for the empowerer, and usually the more senior person and the empowee who forms part of the team or squad who actually does the work. I think for both, working in an agile way, when I talk to people, seems to represent something of a stretch. You know, there's some core beliefs which have to be present in you to make that work and some core behaviours that then flow from those beliefs. So I want to start by looking at the beliefs and then you can check whether those beliefs are ones you already hold or what you can do to build them some more. And for the empowerer, the belief needs to be very simply that the team that gets put together are able to solve this. You have to believe in them. And I mean really believe in them because if you don't, you're never able to really let go of control. And one of the reasons that the agile approach works and produces the outcomes 
that are faster and better and, and so on is because the teams don't have to keep running back to report to their boss or to anyone else all the time. And instead, they're spending time, first of all, really shouldering responsibility, but secondly, really checking in with the customer and being able to evolve their thinking based on the customer rather than on the boss. So they do become then self-managed. So for me, it's kind of imagine the difference between a traffic light and a roundabout. A traffic light takes control away from the driver and tells you when to stop and when to start, whereas the roundabout gives you much more choice. And as the driver, you have more control, but it creates this framework within which the cars can drive. And I think that's the role of the empowerer in an agile environment, is how do you create a framework or that kind of broad direction and scope where the agile team can then work, but then create that freedom within that framework. And that framework's got to be pretty broad. I spoke to an agile leader who had given the framework of basically some customer research findings that had come through, which had clearly identified that the reasons that they weren't preferred at the moment, that, that the competitor was more attractive to the customers and customers were transferring their business over to the competitor. And the research showed quite clearly why. And the framework that, that was given to this agile team was just solve this. That was it. Solve this. Solve what is in this research. He didn't even specify how. And then when I read the research, I could see, you know, there were a number of possible ways that that problem could have been rectified. But the scope was solve this. Now, that's a great framework. The framework, in a sense, was the research and what had come through from the customer. But beyond that, the team was empowered to decide which approach they would take, to speak maybe to more customers, to choose a solution and then apply their agile techniques to, to then build it. And the leader let go of control. But... I watched, you know, and he was there in the background. He was there to remove barriers if the team hit something they found they couldn't resolve alone. And there was a moment where that happened and the leader was right there beside them asking, you know, what did they need and, you know, could he apply his influence broader in the organisation and so on. And re that, I think, is often a pattern that when a leader does help, it's often because they can give that broader view of the whole system within which this team is operating and then provide an insight that it's hard for the team to have themselves. So that's the big belief for the empower of, which is these people can do it. These people can do it. I believe that they can solve this. They don't need me. I'm there in a servant leadership role. I'm there to serve. I'm there to support so in support, not in control. Now for the team members, for those who the power has been given, the mindset really centres on responsibility, taking full ownership of the outcome, not pushing decisions upwards, not blaming others. It's, it's a liberating thing, but sometimes it can also feel quite onerous to take hold of empowerment and act in that fully empowered way. Because I think it leads us to remember how often we do push things towards others if they get tough. 
You know, I love working with self-managed teams because I think they've learned how to sort things out between themselves without without a boss, operating without a boss. So resolution of conflict or making decisions that everyone can sign up to or agreeing on scope, chunking down goals into short sprints so they can make corrections on the way. All these things have to be negotiated and sorted out amongst a team of equals. I'll talk about some of those in more detail when we get to the episodes on collaboration and on experimentation, but staying here for a moment more on what it is to be empowered and how crucial it is to just continually bring things back to that concept of this is our responsibility. We're not blaming other people. We're not expecting others to solve things on our behalf. And that is a core mindset which takes some practice, especially when things get tough. So... Let's end, as usual, on an exercise. Well, two. One for you as the empowerer and one for you as the empowery. So as the empowerer, think of a situation perhaps where you know you're holding on to control. And then think about the team involved and you know, ask that core question, do I believe they can do this without me? And if the answer is no, then what can you do to change that belief? Do you need to talk to them? Do you need to add someone else to the team or take people off the team? Or is it more sort of an internal thing about how can you control yourself or hold yourself back? You know, so think of a time frame, you know, say maybe a month, and and then tell the team that you're going to leave them alone to solve this problem. And then step back, let it go, really let it go. Set a direction and an outcome, that's all. And then during that time, during that month or whatever, watch your emotions, watch your desire to interfere and resist it. And at the end, see what's been done and learn from that. Simple exercise, eh? but just sometimes the observation of oneself in that way can be very enlightening. Now, if you're in the empowered situation, you know, just really feel the weight of the responsibility and make a promise to yourself that you will not delegate upwards, that you won't blame outside circumstances if things don't work out, but rather keep coming back to, this is my responsibility to solve. What can I and the team accomplish through our skills? And watch how you can get pulled away from that and return each time to, What can we do? What can we do? And remember that empowerment isn't about individualism. It's about teamwork, but it's in a self-managed way. So it's about teamwork amongst peers, not teamwork where you've got that kind of ultimate authority who, in a way, always removes a little bit of responsibility because you can always flip it to them. So reaching out across the system, initiating collaboration, you know, setting deadlines for yourself, short-term goals, create those short sprints and shoulder that power and see see how that really feels. So there's empowerment, as I said at the beginning, four essential elements for agility, customer centricity, empowerment, experimentation and collaboration. And the next episode, we will look at experimentation. So I'll see you then. Goodbye.